All right. You guys ready to go? You guys ready to go? Good. Man, I'm excited to be back in week two of Staycation. Did you guys enjoy last week? Good. Did anybody miss last week and you saw it online and you felt really sad you weren't here? Yeah, we missed you. We missed you. Don't worry. Look, you got to catch. When Bridge Students does something, it's over the top. You can't miss. You got to be here, whatever it takes. So it's week two, though. Week two of Staycation. And this is a series, if you don't know or if you forgot, about the Ten Commandments. Yeah, summer series on the Ten Commandments. I hear you cheering. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't cheer for that. It's fine. It's not going to hurt my feelings. You're not as excited about it. But I love what God's showing me in this and looking at them through a different way. Because, see, we're looking at them from the angle of we want to find rest. And we talked about you can't rebel and rest at the same time. And so if we're going to follow what God is calling us to, we got to know this stuff. we gotta, we got to know what it means in, in order to find rest. Because, see, the best part of this, see, rules are weighty. Rules are heavy. Rules. Does anybody love rules? Is that a parent that said yes? I'm just kidding. My mom. Yes, son. <laughs> no. Guys, rules are, or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. But I break rules just because they're there. Some of you follow rules just because they're there. Thank you for being good examples for me. I appreciate you. But rules sometimes can be exhausting. But the amazing part of this is that God didn't start with the rules. He started with the grace. He started with the rescue. He started with love. He wanted us to know more than anything that he cared about us. And because he cared about us, there would be some things we needed to do. And last week we looked at that in order to, to start that process, we got to remember that he is our rescuer and not put anything or anyone in front of him. Well, this week we're going to jump to commandment number three, and it's about God's name. And I'm kind of excited about this one because there's something important about a name. There's value in a name. I don't know about you guys, but, but I think there's worth, I want there to be worth with my name. I want when people think about Charlie to think about good things. But that's not always the case. Uh, there was a season in my life I went through a hard breakup. And in that process, my ex smeared my name all over, everywhere, said every bad thing about me she could. And, and, and the worst part was people started to believe some of this junk that just wasn't true. And so my name got attached to things that were hate-filled or ugly or mean, and, and, and they weren't true. But yet my name had a reputation of being something bad, wrong, not good. And it was kind of offensive, kind of hurtful. But names aren't always bad. There's good parts of a name. There are, are good things that happen to our name. We want good things attached to our name. You know what? Uh, I got a good name here somewhere, I think. He may be back there. There are, there are good names, though. There are things that when we see these names or hear these names, we're excited about them. You guys ever heard the name The Goat? The Goat. Greatest of all time. Real quick. Is it LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I think you all said Michael Jordan because Jordan, he's the GOAT. Well, guess what? I got to, I got to, go. come on, buddy. Come on. Let's go. I'll carry you. This is the real GOAT. Come here. This is the GOAT. In case you were confused, this is the GOAT right here. Hey, Scarlett. Uh, her name's Scarlet. We already had this conversation. I just hope she doesn't poop on the stage. But names have positive things, right? Like when you hear the name the goat, it is a positive. Where are you? You just stay here. All right. We got this. Because names are good, right? Just like there are times where my name was bad, there are names that are good. Everyone's arguing over who the goat should be. 
Who is the greatest? Who is the best? Y'all, Pastor Josh, Pastor Matt, they were actually in a... They were in an argument this week on Facebook, like a loving Christian one, about who the true goat was. So I figured we got to bring a goat out. And speaking of goats, I want to I talk about a goat real quick. He, Jeremiah, come here. He didn't know I was going to do this. Hey, can you hold my goat for me for just a second? Sure. We're going to pause for two seconds from this because I want to tell you something. I don't know if you guys realize this, but Jeremiah Wright is the freaking goat. Yes. Everything, yeah, yes. <laughs> everything that you see happening happens because of him. He's always around. He made all these tables happen, all these games, all this awesome stuff. Well, here's something cool. Jeremiah has been in a residency for a year. If you don't know how to do time calendars, it started a year ago today, which would mean today is his last Wednesday. Right. I'm going to cry, Mama. Give me a tissue. It's his last Wednesday as a resident, but Jeremiah actually got a full-time job at the bridge as a video and social media coordinator. So he's going to be with us. He's staying with us. The GOAT is still on the team. And I'm so hyped about this, but it's his last night as a student resident. So we just want to tell you, man, we love you, we thank you, and we got you this $100. What? It must be my other pants. <laughs> I'll give it to you later, bro. Uh, and one more thing before I let him leave. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Him and his wife are actually going to have a baby. That's right. Yeah. Yes! They're going to name him or her the goat, Charlie Wright. That was a bad name, actually. It sounded bad as it came out. So take the goat and leave. You guys give it up for Jeremiah. And Scarlett, our goat friend. Don't worry, she'll be around later for selfies. I know all of you are dying for a goat selfie. You're welcome. I need some Germex. <laughs> all right, that was a little off topic. I just had to tie a goat into this somehow because it doesn't matter. Okay, back on track. So our names have value. But more important than my name, your name, the goat's name is God's name. And so this commandment, it's about more than using it in a bad way. Here's what it says in Deuteronomy 5.11. It says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Y'all, I thought forever this verse only meant not to say uh, God's name is a negative thing. You know, yell it out when you're mad, like, God, I didn't want that to happen. Or, you know what I'm talking about, these people, or you've done it. I thought that's all this was talking about, but it actually is about more. See, this is about something deeper, having value in a name. And attaching a name to things isn't just when we say it out loud, it's the way we act. But we've all been around people with uh, colorful language who get mad and scream all kinds of things, including God, Jesus Christ, and, and these things that seem very negative and bad. But God not only gives us this commandment, he also gives us a warning here. It says, the Lord will not find you guiltless who uses his name in vain. We're going to get to some other commandments, and one of those we get to is, thou shalt not kill. There's no warning after that. There's a warning after this one. See, I, got, I think God wants us to see that this one is important, that there's something valuable here to be said. Names have value. If you're driving down the road, you're going too fast, police pull up behind you and say, stop in the name of the law. Right? The, the name of the law has value. You have to listen because there's authority when that's said. Good names bring value. Good names bring authority that we should listen to. So it's not just about how we say it when we're mad. It's about what we attach to that. My kids do this, uh, misuse the name in the sake of authority. Uh, uh, not God's name. Here's what they do. They'll come up to me and say, hey, Dad, Mom said I could have some candy. Lies. <laughs> no, she didn't. Or the other way, hey, Mom, Dad said I can have another popsicle. Nope. And some of you have played this game. You try to use the authority of the name of your parents against the other one because names have value and authority. 
In order to get something, we misuse this name. The problem is we take things that are far outside of God and we use them to justify our decisions. 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 We use God's name as a reason to do stuff. Some of you have used God's name to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's not you or me. It's just God doesn't want us together. Whatever. Own it. It's okay. But, but not just that. The dark things in church history. Here's some of them. In Deuteronomy, before this verse was written, uh, God's people, when they had already been rescued, they were walking around and they said they blamed their life and the problems that they had on the fact that God hated them. See, they were using God's name in vain. They were attaching hate to what God was doing. And some of you feel that way that, man, how could this be happening in my life? God must hate me. And so you're attaching something negative to God. Now, I can't always explain to you why there are bad things happening, but God doesn't want the negative and the hate to happen. And it's not just there. Guys, some of the darkest points of church history were in God's name. The Crusades in the 11th and 12th century, they slaughtered people. They murdered people because God didn't want these other religions. They killed people in the name of God. And I don't know how much you've read the Bible, but the Bible is very clearly against that happening. Not only that, you keep fast-forwarding the 1800s. Slavery was in the name of God. White people said black people are lower and less important because God wanted it that way. They're unequally yoked. They don't belong together. We should be. And all of this was happening in the church. The church was pushing hate. And if we look carefully around us, there are still churches that are pushing hate that are saying things that are hate-filled, and it's because God hates this, or God hates you or them, and it's just not true. The church attaches God's name to bad things. And when we take God's name and we attach it to something filled, we will make people run from the church. See, this commandment is so much more than you just being mad, stuff in your toe, God, that hurt. It's so much more than that. It's about what we do because our actions, we're attaching something to God. If you call yourself a Christian, the way you act in the hallways, the locker rooms, your jobs, this room, your car, you're representing God. You're, you're, you are saying something about God's name. See, hear me. This isn't just about misusing his name in foul language. It's about what we should do. See, we are given a chance to represent God's name. We are given a chance to do something positive this name. But we got to be cautious because there's, we have to respect a name like this. We have to be intentional with the things that we say and do. I don't always have respect for things that I should. One of those is electricity. <laughs> I had this great idea. I'm going to change out these old light switches because they looked ugly. And it's just too much work to run back and forth to the laundry room and flip breakers off. So I had the bright idea. I'm just going to unscrew it, change the light switch. Uh, does anybody know where this is going? It's a terrible plan. You will get electrocuted. It bites back. It does not feel good because I had no respect for what I was doing. And that's how we tend to treat God's name. If we're not careful, we just misuse it. We don't make wise decisions. We're not intentional with these moments. You want to rest in God? Be intentional with your moments. Because here's some things the Bible says about God's name. It says he is the name. He is the great I am. His name is the mighty one. His name is Lord. His name is everlasting God, the rock, healer, good shepherd, one who provides. His name is righteous one, creator, maker, wonderful counselor. His name is mighty God, prince of peace, holy one, light to the nations. His name is shield, fortress, tower of strength, redeemer, deliverer, savior, king of glory, lord of all the earth, word of God, word of life, God with us. His name is holy one, righteous one, chief cornerstone, lion of Judah, lamb who was slain, author of our faith, faithful and true, alpha, omega, beginning and end. His name is love, Abba, father. See, his 
name is something great. He loves us so deeply. And when we attach ourselves to these things, we find ourselves resting because God rests in this love, in this perfect holiness that his name is. Everything I said, this is a small list of who God is. The list could go on and on. But God finds himself in love, and we want to do that as well. His name is valuable. It's not about just misusing. Hear me. I'm not telling you just to stop saying, God, Jesus Christ, when you get mad. I'm, I'm telling you to be intentional with what you do. Because everything you do is a representation of God's name. And how we treat other people, how we love other people, that's what matters. Matthew 22, 37 says this. And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. See, those two verses, Jesus is talking to church people. He said, y'all trying to keep all these rules, all these rules that we're looking at. He said, but here's what's more important. Every law you read starts here. Every law you read is built here. Every law you read has no value without love. God's name, what we do with that, the value it has, the way we can represent it, it starts here in love. You want to rest this summer? You want to find joy where you're at? Find it in attaching yourself to God's name of love, Abba, Father, because that's what he wants for us. So we're going to pray that that would be what we get to do. We're going to sing one more song, and then we're going to play some games together. So let's just pray together this summer, this series, God would change our hearts about these laws. It's not a rule we follow. It's an opportunity we get to do. It's something where we get to represent God, His name.